This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome back to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show. And uh, hopefully there's no interruptions in the stream, so that way you can have a wonderful, wonderful show to watch on YouTube, youtube.com slash at the Tyler Morgan Show. Not sure why I have to have at or the, but I do. It is what it is. Or check it out on rumble.com. Just search for the Tyler Morgan Show and you will find it there. Or you're listening to this on podcast, you can find me on all of the podcast platforms. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your podcast listening platform of choice. All right, so before I get into it, um, there's been a lot of craziness this week. Uh, so I really had to scour and scrounge through the news stories to figure out what I'm going to do. And I have a congressman getting his fanny spanked by a mom of a woman killed by fentanyl. Other fannies I have are uh, Fanny Willis, who are uh, stands accused of some misconduct, and Jordan Peterson issues a scathing, scathing response to... Uh, the uh, College of Psychologists of Ontario concerning the failed appeals going against him or against his uh, being assigned re-education for having controversial opinions. But first, let's talk about Fannie Willis down in Georgia. Those of you who haven't been following news in the last year and a half, pardon me, um, so Donald Trump, was charged with a bunch of crimes in Georgia with racketeering uh, concerning his disapproval of how the vote went down. Now, there was a lot of questions with stuff that happened in Georgia. And, well, I'm not going to go into all that. Uh, And Donald Trump, because... He had questions, you know, you know, had asked uh, the Secretary of State to look into, you know, the, you know, how many votes had, you know, trying to find the right number of votes for him to win and a whole bunch of other stuff that, you know, when Al Gore did it and actually was finding votes here, there, and everywhere. Amazingly enough, despite the fact they were still counting votes, for several days after the votes were supposed to be officially tallied and signed off on. But, you know, that went all the way to the Supreme Court, with the Supreme Court ultimately ruling no This is what the law says. Stop counting and certify the vote. And uh, Donald or George W. Bush, he was he was selected, not elected. Blah 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 blah. And well, you know how all of this goes. The left can have all the questions about election integrity, as well as make accusations that a a presidential candidate had cheated, had been robbed of an election, what have you, with, with no repercussions. But, you know, if you're on the right and you say, hey, there's some questions about what happened in Arizona. 
There's questions about what happened in Michigan and Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Georgia. These key states that Donald Trump needed to win. If you have questions about that, like, it's really weird that Donald Trump had this amazing, you know, well, I'm not going to say amazing. He had like a two, three-point lead, then suddenly one precinct comes in and there's like a million votes for Joe Biden. And like three for Donald Trump. And huh, that seems a little weird. Oh, you said on social media, you're going to be deplatformed. Come on. I mean, Hillary Clinton can, you know, spend years. Donald Trump is an illegitimate president, blah, blah, blah. No one bats an eye. No one has a problem when Hillary says it. No one has a problem when Al Gore says it. No one has a problem when John Kerry. There were irregularities in the vote in Ohio, and had I won Ohio, I would be president. Oh, shut up, John. Why don't you go testify before Congress about it and you know talk to some people who were hospitalized in Ohio who they should have been there helping count votes, but they weren't. And they just feed you a stack of lies about the stuff they witnessed. And then you you relay that false evidence to Congress, kind of like you did with your winter soldier testimony when you're relaying stuff from army privates who had never deployed to Vietnam. But I digress. But in the case of what's going on in Georgia, like I said, Donald Trump was indicted. I forget how many counts. But racketeering, interfering with an official process, a whole bunch of garbage. And they're using their version of a RICO statute to go after him. Well, so Fannie Willis, she, like I said, she is the DA for Fulton County. You know, she hires a special prosecutor. He starts looking into it. And as st- stuff is starting to move forward, a co-defendant of Donald Trump, um, as well as his attorney and the attorney for Donald Trump, lobbied, well, they don't lobby. They, they lodge this accusation that, well, the DA, she hired this guy because she's been banging him. And we can show you how much she has spent versus other special prosecutors who have been hired by the same office. And, uh, yeah, they, we've been uh, using that money to take her on vacations and all this stuff. And now, poor Fanny, she's being she's being a victim. She she's a victim of being a, a strong black woman going after going after a corrupt white politician. Oh my God, it's so sad. But it it, it everything on its face is ridiculous. Um, an apparent act of desperation this week. The black or yeah. Fanny Willis has gone after her alleged lover's wife, Jocelyn Wade. In a Thursday court filing of obstructing the controversial case against Republican frontrunner and attempting to damage Willis's reputation. Well, huh. Why, why would you say you know, the wife? Is it because... She filed for divorce because she found evidence that her husband was banging you, the prosecutor, and that she magically filed for divorce like right after he was appointed to special counsel. (laughs) I'm sure that's all just a coincidence. 
Uh, troubles began to mount for Willis on January 8th when court motioned when a court motion to disqualify her filed on behalf of one of Trump's co-defendants called Willis out for alleged misconduct and possible criminality. It also provided indications there may have been possible coordination between the Biden White House and the Fulton County DA's office on the case. Ah, yes. Because when the special prosecutor travels to Washington, D.C., has a meeting at the White House, and then bills the White House, I'm pretty sure... You're not just there taking a deposition because if you're take, there taking a deposition. I'm sure you would have a member of the court. And even then, you wouldn't be billing the people that you are deposing for their testimony. Uh, the most specifically accused Democrat DA of both being embroiled in, quote, and in proper clandestine personal relationship, in quote, with Nathan Wade, a married attorney whom she ultimately hired to spearhead the prosecution against Trump in his election interference case, and of, quote, profiting significantly from this prosecution at the expense of the taxpayers, end quote. Uh, the filing alleged that Wade used Fulton County funds received by his law firm to pay for luxurious international and domestic vacations he supposedly took with Willis. Willis has yet to explicit, has not yet explicitly denied the core allegation in the filing, although she did claim before God in an audience of Churchgoer Sunday that she had not given preferential treatment to Wade, a, a claim that does not appear to be entirely true, considering, again, he was a family law lawyer, not a criminal defense attorney, not an out-of-state prosecutor, a family law attorney with very little criminal defense experience to give him an idea as to what he should go after, go after as a prosecutor. Uh, Will's lawyer, Andrea Hastings, reiterated to the Associated Press this week that any response to the motion will come in a filing with the court, which has yet to happen. Ashley Merchant, the lawyer who filed the motion on behalf of Michael Roman, insinuated there were additional documents of interest in the case for Wade's divorce proceedings, but she would wait to share the information until a judge unsealed it. Yes, because that's one of the things about a lot of... Uh, Divorce proceedings in a lot of states is they seal those records. That way they don't become public knowledge. And hopefully with with these allegations, it opens up for a judge to be like, oh, this is evidence in you know of what's going on. And maybe the judge will unseal it. Or maybe even if it's a, instead of a public court hearing, a hearing with just the judge and the attorneys away from the clients in judge's chambers to review the evidence. That way it is not made public, but the judge can still go through the evidence, have the evidence explained to him by the attorneys any rebuttals from the prosecution can be made as to why it's irrelevant, why it should be just ignored, period. They can do that in private without, again, getting all the messy details of, you know, Nathan Wade's ongoing divorce made in a public setting, which I would be fine with that. But at the same time, that, that part of me that just loves schadenfreude, that just goes, you, you see something bad happen to somebody, and you just go, <laughs> I feel so much better about myself. Yeah, that, that desire for the feeling of schadenfreude would love to have this be made 100% public. Like if Jocelyn Wade was like, 
uh, he is a dirty, cheating, lying son of a buck. Absolutely make it private and put his little Jezebel harlot out there to dry in the wind. I'd be fine with that. Like I said, there's a really bitter part of me that just would love to see it. But at the same time, I guess I do understand that uh, the judge, would, with that being an ongoing divorce, especially a divorce involving a rather public official, why maybe keeping that on the down low and just be like, okay, the other judge has agreed to unseal it for this hearing only, and it's going to be in my chambers. Everyone in my chambers to go over this. And and there's times that courts do that, where there's an evidentiary motion that, you know, even though they're public preliminary hearings, the judge might go, um, okay, everyone out. This is just for us to discuss right here. Only, only the adults at the table, please. And then, you know, they can clear the court. That way, stuff that's very sensitive will remain out of the public eye. So that way, if it's particularly damning one way or the other, it can't potentially influence the jury pool. So... He said, if the judge wants to do it uh, behind closed doors, I'm 100% okay with it. I just want to see it done. Uh, New York Times has reported a hearing concerning the unsealing of the divorce files is set for the end of the month, January 31st. I almost read an advertisement, which that would have just been hilarious. Uh, process server dispatched by Jocelyn Wade, the Trump prosecutor's estranged wife, reportedly showed up at Willis's Atlanta office on January 8th with a subpoena. The subpoena requested that Willis testify at a deposition hearing on January 23rd in Nathan Wade's Cobb County divorce case. The allegations of the motion to disqualify might be of interest in the acrimonious divorce proceedings. After all, Nathan Wade reportedly paid over $650,000 in legal fees since January of last year, 2022. Allegedly began his affair with Willis prior to his appointment as special prosecutor on the Trump case, according to, according to the filing. Wade reportedly did not file for divorce till the day after he entered his contract with the Fulton County DA. So... The, the timeline is very interesting. So it, it's so you know he's already he's already in the middle of you know the affair and then hey big daddy won't you uh if I give you the prosecutor job on this on this case, would you do me a good favor and uh, divorce your wife? Sure. All right, you're the prosecutor. Next day, divorce filed. Bam. They said the the timeline is just so interesting. It's like hmm. Uh, Thursday, Fulton County Superior Court Judge Scott McAfee scheduled a February 15th hearing to take up the damning accusations of misconduct leveled against Willis, ordering her to respond to the allegations in writing by February 2nd. And this is where it goes from, okay, we have questions to, surely thou doth protest too much. Dave Peters reported that a lawyer for Willis claimed in a filing Thursday that the subpoena served to Willis' office last week amounted to an attempt to harass and damage the Democrats' reputation. The filing further alleged that Jocelyn Wade 
conspired with interested parties in the criminal election interference case to use the civil discovery process to annoy, embarrass, and oppress Willis. Okay? I have a sneaking suspicion that Jocelyn Wade, the estranged wife of the special prosecutor, is probably not pro-Trump. And could probably give a rat's anus about interfering with the prosecution of Donald Trump as well as the other defendants. Now, I could see her being royally pissed that, you know, the chick that her husband left her for and is now paying paying him really, really, really expensive gigolo rates. Um, now I could see going after her, but the the whole idea that this is just a personal attack against her because if the Trump prosecution, no. Is that a side benefit? Absolutely, 100% it's a side benefit. But if she has darn good reason to believe that you were getting stooped by her husband and she wants to get it on the record because maybe he's already admitted to it on the record as part of his uh, divorce filings and depositions involving all of that. Wouldn't it be awesome if he's already admitted to it and then she goes in for that deposition and no, no, never, never have we ever, 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 never, ever, never had an illicit relationship then gets confronted with the transcript and then has to go, ah, crap, I just perjured myself. But, I mean, it's not a crime against anyone else, so she's probably not going to recommend that she be, you know, charged with perjury for, in fact, perjuring herself. But again, it's in Cobb County, so that would be up to the Cobb County prosecutor. Again, based on the uh, political demographics, probably another Democrat who's not going to prosecute her. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And then she goes in front of a church, and they just don't like that they, 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 I'm a strong black woman, and, and you know, God gives us room to make mistakes. Well, yeah, we have room to make mistakes, but the goal is to avoid making them. Now, is that a veiled admission that committing adultery and then hiring the person that you're committing adultery with and paying them well in excess of what you've paid other prosecutors in the past. No, no, it doesn't give you the latitude to make that kind of mistake. God gives you latitude to go, ah, daggummit, God, I, I, I have this, this, ah, this rage over this guy cutting me off in the car. I know, cutting me off on the road. I I know I, I should do better, God. I'm sorry. That's what you had the latitude to do. Little lapses in judgment where you, you forget yourself and you act in a way that if you're a professing Christian, you go, ah, that wasn't very Christianly of me. Not to just blatantly throw your beliefs to the side for whatever personal benefit. And if the personal benefit was... Someone to share your bed with. I had to really, really <laughs> clean up what I was about to say there. Um, 
the person you're sharing sharing your bed with, you pay them a lot of money, they take you on cool trips. Siri is getting ready to start asking me lots of uncomfortable questions. And still trying to ask uncomfortable questions. Silence. Yeah, I'm yelling at my phone. It happens. But yeah, it's ridiculous, though, that you're going to go and say that kind of stuff. And like I said, kind of a veiled admission that you may have actually done it. And then just be like, oh, we, we, we have this ability. Oh, it's, it, it is 100 bajillion percent mind-boggling. And if you're tired of having a boggled mind, well, maybe it's not boggled, maybe it's just cloudy, a little fuzzy, can't focus, can't really just find how to get right in that groove where you can get stuff done. Might I recommend something? I have been talking about the last, I don't know, few weeks, and then, you know, for a few episodes way way back in the yesteryear of 2023, Magic Mind. Yes, yes, Magic Mind. I, I know I talk about a lot, but I've said before, I don't advertise stuff that I don't believe in. Stuff that I don't use. Whether it's the coffee I drink, whether it's the oil I put in my beard. If I'm talking about that product, it's because I'm actually using it. And Magic Mind is one of those things. I mean, that little little shot bottle. I mean, it... Trying to find all the right buttons to click here. Because this is what happens when you don't have a producer and you have to do everything yourself. Who knew? But anywho's, what these little these little shop size bottles, I mean, they have a great blend of nootropics and matcha green tea. Uh, so many great things. My paper is across the room. You would think, you would think after almost five years of doing a podcast, I would know how to have my ad copy ready to go. But apparently, I'm just a big old dummy. So now I get to go search through all my emails. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, this is the greatest advertising of all time. Listening to me, listening to the silence as I. Scroll through my emails looking for the ad copy they sent me to read. Uh, magic Mind, I apologize. Maybe if I had my Magic Mind before going on the air. I had a little bit more focus. But anyways, they're just so much good stuff. Like I said, uh, they've got the Noatropics. They've got another big word I have to find. Adaptogens. Yes, that's the other $5 word I was looking for. But yeah, the the ingredients of uh, the matcha green tea is great. Like each one of these shots has like 55 uh 55 milligrams of caffeine. And and I know a cup of coffee has between 80 and 120. So yeah, you get more caffeine from the coffee, but it's where it's important. The matcha green tea has antioxidants. It has other stuff that's good for you. And that 55 milligrams of caffeine is, is a slightly different one that is a slow release. So you, so you get a little bit of energy that lasts longer than that, bam, that you get from a cup of coffee. So that is a huge one right there because if you're like me, you get up in the morning and you know, don't be wrong, you can have your cup of coffee and then... Chase it with a shot of the Magic Mind, and it really kind of evens you out. That way, you don't get that that fuzzy feeling, that you, that crash. You just want to take a nap before you go on the rest of the day. You don't have that with the Magic Mind. And other ingredients up, Bacopa Monieri. They know a tropic that improves your attention span, your ability to process and learn new information, and 
your memory. If you're like me and you have the memory of a bear trap that has long since rusted shut, or in my case, it rusts open and it just kind of like, eh, like half closes and it has to be something really big for it to get caught. I should probably be doubling up on my magic mind. Uh, ashwagandha, an adaptogen that reduces stress and anxiety. If you're like me, my job is super stressful. So this is a really big one that helps. Uh, Rhodiola rosea, nootropic, and an adaptogen that reduces fatigue, anxiety, increases your body's resistance to stress. Again, you know how you get when you're stressed, your heart rate starts getting up, your blood pressure spikes, and energy drinks with massive amounts of caffeine, like those ones that, claim the last five hours or just a crap ton of coffee. The, those giant cans of energy, energy drink that claim to give you wings or, uh, they got, looks like it's clawed by a monster of some sort. Those things, that caffeine does not help when you're stressing, especially over like a really high, uh, you know, need to get done situation. I said, there's so much good stuff in it and like I said I like drinking it. It's got passion fruit juice and it gives it a really nice kind of citrusy, almost grapefruity taste to it. I mean it's a great way to start your morning. So this is something you really need to try out. <clears throat> and if you would like to try it out but you're not ready to commit to a subscription, if you have a Sprouts supermarket you can go there and you can you can buy it sprouts and just three bottles. Buy three bottles and try it for three days. Just get up in the morning, whether it's a chaser after your cup of coffee, it's your you want to just start your morning with straight magic mind. Whatever it is, try it out. Three days, and if you notice a huge difference, then you can go. And subscribe at Magic Mind. Have to click more buttons. Hide that. Open this up. So when you go to magicmind.com slash Jan, J-A-N, Tyler Morgan, for the month of January. Today is the 20th. You're probably listening to this on the uh, on the uh, podcast or watching on YouTube. It'll be the 21st. That means you have 10 days. So for... So from the 21st to the end of the month, you can get the first month on a three-month subscription for free. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's pricey. I, I know how much I pay for it. So I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. So getting the first month for free at that link, magicmind.com slash jan, J-A-N, Tyler Morgan. Again, your first month off a three-month subscription, boom. You get that one knocked off. Then you use the promo code TylerMorgan20 and save an additional 20%. So you're looking at almost 75% off, I think closer to 76% off, Matt, off your first three-month subscription when you go to, go to that link and use that promo code. Those are huge. Huge savings, and you got to try it out. So please, magicmind.com slash J-A-N, Tyler Morgan, promo code Tyler Morgan 20. All right, so getting back into all the crazy news of the day, again, trying to find all the buttons to click because so many buttons to click, and I don't have a producer. Well, I do have two producers. If you're a longtime listener, you know I have two producers. They're in the other room. And they're parrots. Parrots do not make good producers because you give them a computer and they, they try pulling the keys off the keyboard. Not very helpful. So, oh my gosh. So, we got two stories left. And before I get into the other big story, um, so right now in D.C., Republicans are looking at... Uh, trying to impeach uh, Homeland Secretary 
Alejandro Mayorkas, which I really can't tell. His first name is very, very Hispanic, Alejandro. But Mallorca sounds really Greek. So I don't know if he, I really don't know how to respond to anything. It's just something that's always thrown me off. <clears throat> Pardon me. But yeah, so he's he's being, uh, going through impeachment hearings. They're, they're doing the, uh, the uh, dog and pony show to, you know, do we have the evidence to bring this to draft actual articles of impeachment and get him, you know, attempt to have him removed from office? Well, they could probably get him impeached, but he won't be convicted and therefore unseated unless he were to just resign and shame and disgust for having actually been impeached as, you know, a cabinet member. But, you know, I'm not saying they're full of hubris and would never do that. But I think he's full of hubris and would never do that. But as part of all the testimony as to why we, the Republicans, believe he needs to be impeached. Um... They, they they brought a mom from Arizona. Uh, her name is Josephine Dunn. Her daughter was 26 years old, and she died after mistakenly taking fentanyl. And this is a really scary drug because it doesn't take much to kill you because it, it's dosed in micrograms. I just did the magic mind. It has 55 milligrams. So a microgram is even smaller than a milligram. So it's dosed at a very, very low rate. Most of the time, it's either used for people who are in intense pain and need immediate pain relief because of a physical trauma, someone who is coming out of a very complex surgery, and eh, we don't think a morphine drip is really going to help that much. Like my father-in-law, when he broke his hip uh, just a couple years ago, he was he was given a very small dose of fentanyl to help with the pain. It was administered by a doctor. It was very well taken care of. But now you're starting to see where, because it is so cheap, it will be mixed in with other recreational, in air quotes there, drugs. It'll be mixed in with the the heroin. It'll be mixed in with the meth. It'll get mixed in with the pots. Or in some some cases, it's pressed in the pills that look like candy. And so you see these ridiculous stories of little kids who miraculously survived because someone had Narcan relatively close by. Yeah, because they, they, they found some, they found some, a bag of candy in the uh, at the playground, and the fentanyl is so potent it will just absorb through your skin. Uh, first responders, if you know, they're working with a material that is suspected fentanyl, they have to wear gloves. Yep, if you get a fentanyl patch for, you know. Uh, during a hospital stay, the nurses have to wear gloves to put it on. You know, number one, you know, it's just, you know, you're touching a patient, you might want to be wearing gloves, but because of that, it is so potent, it's, it's just through your fingertips, and the nurse, a nurse can die of fentanyl poisoning. I've seen stories where, you know, first responders, administering CPR to someone who they don't know is suffering from uh, fentanyl poisoning who had ingested it 
giving mouth to mouth, that's enough to make them, you know, make them a victim. So I don't know the story of Josephine Dunn's daughter. I don't know how she, how she came to be in contact with the fentanyl. But the fact of the matter is she died from it. And being in Arizona, it probably wasn't brought in through a port of entry on a cargo ship from China, as Alejandro Mayorkas has said in testimony. I'm more comfortable the port of entry than cross, you know, illegally over the border. Well, that may be true, sir. But wouldn't it be better if all that stuff was being funneled through ports of entry where, you know, has a higher likelihood of being found. But I digress. Anyways, she's being questioned by uh, Congressman Dan Goldman. Dan is a Democrat, probably couldn't guess, from New York. <laughs> That's a shocker. And he was, uh, on this is on Thursday, he lectures her about, well, you blah, 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 you just don't know any better. Uh, House Homeland Security... Committee hearing focused on the impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Goldman challenged Josephine Dunn, Arizona mother whose daughter died at 26 years old after mistakenly ingesting fentanyl. At first, Goldman told Dunn she was being used by Republicans. They're just trotting you out because you're a poor dummy. They don't care about you. They're just trying to use your daughter's death to prove some point, blah, blah, blah. And then he began belittling her knowledge and telling her that she doesn't understand, quote, what a high crime misdemeanor is and how it relates, end quote, to impeachment proceedings. Then he mocked the Second Amendment supporters before finally asking Dunn if she agrees the U.S. needs more Border Patrol agents. To which she responded, I, I disagree with that because Border Patrol is now being used to make sandwiches and to screen people and let them into our country. So I disagree with you. Think he had caught her in a trap. Goldman responded, so you don't think it would be helpful to have more Border Patrol officers who are charged with stopping the fentanyl trade? Ha <laughs> ha! I got you! To which she responded, I would like the Border Patrol to be able to do the job they were hired to do. Every Border Patrol officer that I have spoken to has told me their hands are tied by this administration and Mr. Mayorkas, end quote. Mic drop! Boom! That's when Dunn turned the tables on Goldman, asked him a question, something the Democrat clearly did not appreciate. I've been to the border, sir. Have you? Have you? I'm I'm asking the question here. Really? You work for the people of the United States, and you're going to hold yourself up as some high lord over the people that you have have been invited to testify. I'm sorry, congressman. You're not a lord. You're not a duke. You're not an earl. You're not a king. You are the hired help. We, the people, the people of your district have said, you know, you have made a great case, sir, as to why we would like you to sweep the bullcrap out of the stables. Please, here's your shovel. Here is a pitchfork. There's the wheelbarrow. Start cleaning up the horse shit. Pardon my French. That is what you've been hired to do. You're not hired to be better than me. You're not hired to be better than this woman who has suffered a tragic, terrible loss. You're hired to make sure laws that are in proper following of the United States Constitution are followed or are are written, not followed. That's the executive branch. Write laws that are in line with the Constitution. You are there to levy taxes. To write a budget. 
congressman. Right. Budget. You're there to decide are we going to are we going to approve troops going to war? You're there to do a million things. So that way the people every five minutes don't have to stop what they're doing and have a direct vote on X, Y, and Z. You don't see the cashier at Walmart. Oh, wait, wait. I'm the cashier at Walmart these days. There's never cashiers. They have a million self-checkouts. But I digress. You don't see the cashier at McDonald's. Oh, crap. They're getting uh, the kiosk. Son of a... Mm. You don't see the guy at the grocery store pushing a broom and mopping the floors telling you, the customer, what to buy, acting like he is... All that in a bag of chips because, ha, they have determined that I am above you here at this store. You shall do as I say. No, no, no. That's not, not at all. In, in Congress, it should be the same way. Goldman then lectured Dunn again. He told her the problem with her response that, other Homeland Security officials have said the agency needs more personnel. He used the rest of his time to defend President Joe Biden and essentially blame Republicans for the border crisis. The border crisis that wasn't going on during the previous administration. The border crisis that wasn't happening during the previous administration. Were there still people coming across the border and drugs and human trafficking and all that? Yes. Yes. It was going on during the Trump administration, the Obama administration, the Bush administration, the Clinton administration, the other Bush, Reagan, Carter, all the way back to the implementation of current immigration laws. I mean, I would say the name of Eisenhower's operation to stop illegal immigration back in the 50s, but they get a little little mad on social media when you say things like Operation Wetback. Oh. Said it anyways. Ah, talk about a Freudian did it on purpose. Uh, as part of her testimony, Dunn told the committee that she believes Mayorkas is quote, partially responsible, end quote, for her daughter's death. In my humble opinion, Mr. Mayorkas is partially responsible for my daughter's death. His wide-open border policy allows massive quantities of poisonous fentanyl into our country. This is an invasion, a weapon of mass destruction, and unimaginable death and damage to our country and facilitated by Mr. Mayorkas. His participation in all of this is is what I believe is a war, is clearly intentional, support the enemy, which disqualifies him from his position. Our country deserves a secure border. We need to close the fentanyl superhighway, end quote. I love this woman. My heart goes out to her, like I said. I would hate to lose a child. I'd hate to lose any family member. To this garbage. I have a friend who just buried her estranged husband and the father of her kids because of opioid addiction. And it's heartbreaking how many people it touches. It is an ungodly godly thing that is happening to this country and the fact that the people in power don't give a damn enough to actually want to do anything about it. Why do we keep putting them in there? Why do we get behind the people 
who could not give a rat's ass if you or I were to do so, something as simple as if you, oh, that, that's that's a baggie of pills on this playground, pick it up to go throw it away. Set my 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 kids, the neighbor's kids, a dog. doesn't come across it and take something that's going to, you know, kill them. And then just because you handled that package, if there was any residue on the outside of it, could potentially end your life. And then when someone is brave enough to come forward with their trauma... And these Democrats, these, you know, squishy, moderate Republicans will look them dead in the eye and say, you don't know what you're talking about. Even though they've witnessed it firsthand. I I know what the sound of a bullet ricocheting off of a gun turret sounds like because I've heard it firsthand. This woman sees it firsthand every day in Arizona. She lives with the consequences of it, literally. And be told that you don't know what you're talking about. To have had conversations, not with the higher-ups who say, oh, we need more of this, but the people on the ground who live with it every day, who they want to do their jobs, they want to do what they were hired for. Ask any police officer who lives in a city where they're told, do not pursue X, Y, and Z how great they feel about that. And they will tell you the same thing. No, it's not that we need more cops in the city. It's not that we need more Border Patrol agents. They need to let us do our jobs. And I know how that feels. I know exactly that sentiment. Having been deployed to Iraq, of course, that was way back 2003. As National Guard, I was a mechanic. There was no going into combat. I mean, the closest thing I came to combat was, you know, on a convoy in some jackhole in the lane of traffic that the military convoy has the authority to go around. This guy's in truck bigger than my five-ton that I'm driving, tries to change lanes. And I was right next to him, so I know he saw me. Our cabs are right next to each other. I know he saw me. That's the closest I came to combat. And that, in well, in 2003. And that was just trying to keep control of the steering wheel because I have three of the six wheels off in the dirt of the median. But fast forward to 2011, I'm active duty, I'm infantry, and we just want to be able to do what they send us there for. But uh, we know you're uh, infantry guys, and uh, your whole point is to close with, engage, and destroy the enemies of the United States of America in close combat. But um, you're going to do lots of meet and greets. And the uh, the opportunities to uh, proactively engage is uh, going to be restricted. So we just did a lot of walking around till they started shooting at us. That's no way to prosecute a war. That's no way to prosecute the enforcement of our border laws. Just be like, yeah, well, we're going to send you down there to the border and... Uh, yeah, we, we know you're supposed to be arresting these people, but uh, just bring it back to headquarters and uh, you process them for uh, 
whatever asylum they're claiming, we'll send it forward to the immigration courts. This is absolute idiocracy world that we're living in. And when the the opinions of the higher-ups, of the bureaucrats in D.C., who don't see what's going on every day, will sit and tell you, well, here's what the solution is. You don't even know what the damn problem is. You don't even know that you're the ones who created the problem. If it weren't for you sitting up here in Washington, D.C., having dinner with K Street lobbyists, you know, working on that six, seven, eight-figure salary you're going to have after you hit your retirement or after you decide, well, this administration's done, I'm going to be fired, so I'm going to resign. You're more focused on all of that than what the actual scope of your job is. And then you you talk to your buddies down on uh, down Capitol Hill and oh yeah, everything. We just need some more border agents. But even the people on Capitol Hill because they agree with the guy who's in the White House, they agree with the views of the Homeland Secretary. They agree with the views of these bureaucrats who think they know what's going on. Go to the border. Why would they do that? Bob over there says it's great. We just need to hire a few more uh, border agents. We'll be fine. Like five more, and then the nation will be secured. And then they gaslight you on how bad the situation has been for the last two years. I guess three years now, almost, January 20th, for the last almost three years. Was it? I think it's close to 11 million. 11 million in three years. But you get on the on the news media that agrees with this administration, they will still give you the same number. Oh, there's like, a, are you going to round up 11 million, those 11 million illegal immigrants that we've had here since 1987? Well, I would like to. But we got to know where they're at. That's the thing with people who don't have, you know, Legal immigration status. You don't know where they are, and they're really hard to find. So, Ms. Dunn, thank you very much for uh, doing what you did and having more intestinal and testicular fortitude than that Jack Wagon from New York could ever, ever hope to have. All right, that's going to do it for me. I didn't get to the Jordan Peterson thing. Um, I may end up tonight just uh, recording a, some bonus content for the Patreon, patreon.com slash Tyler Morgan Show, if you'd like to check that out, where I go over his response to uh, what the courts have said and will he or won't he? do his proper re-education. Spoiler alert. No. Go Jordan Peterson. So, again, thank you for checking out the show tonight, or if you're on here live, if you're uh, listening to this on the YouTubes, remember, like, subscribe, follow, rumble, again, like the video, subscribe, and hit the bell for notifications. If you're a podcast listener, same four things I ask every week. I'm going to rush through these. Number one, Oh, pardon me. <clears throat> Number one, please. Ah, 
<laughs> please subscribe. Subscribe, follow, whatever it is. Number two, rate it five stars. Let's just go 100% hot and cold. Either a five-star or one-star, no in-betweens. Five or one, do it. Write a review, say something nice, or if you're going to say something mean, please at least be clever about it. If you can be mean and clever, I can like you. I enjoy I enjoy a good roast. So as long as it makes me laugh, you won't have problems. Again, once you have subscribed, liked, subscribed, rated, reviewed, then please share this episode. Send someone who you think will just get so burnt up over this jack wagon from uh, New York going after Ms. Dunn. Think they'll get fired up about that. Think they'll get fired up about some adulteress, allegedly. Throwing a crap ton of taxpayer dollars to her alleged uh, lover, then by all means send it to them. I can, I will enjoy the new, the this more widespread and diverse listenership. It's awesome. But anyways, gotta thank you again. Get thanks to a uh, thanks to Magic Mind for sponsoring this episode. They are a great partner. Love working with them. Again, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of all kinds, you're awesome. I love you. And as always, stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1-7